Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Clever use of post-its, formal math instruction cross-cultural, back to basics is chalk the secret and reducing math test anxiety. This is our podcast for week 25 of 2019. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, I'm delighted to be here. It's Thank you for having you me. Back. It's good to see you back. Let's jump right in. We have wonderful links this week. And the first one is very creative. It's about a clever use of post-its. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone with the Twitter handle Miss Jaeger Math. Uh, has posted this and, and a few pictures that show how you can make graphs with post-it notes on a, on a big whiteboard. And it's just one illustration, uh, I feel, of how you can use simple everyday materials to make uh, math topics clear to students and actually have them do some, some hands-on themselves. Now, in my online course, uh, I, for instance, use little containers to teach them to start thinking in groups because you put a few counters in the container and then you can pick up the container as a whole, that it's a group of things. And one of my students asked where I got those containers, maybe thinking that these were some kind of special materials. But I just got them from a dollar store. You do not need <laughs> many special... There's no magic here. There's no magic in these materials. Special, um, expensive material. Everything that you can use uh, to show a concept are, are tools that, that work effectively. Um, so the, actually, the more familiar and the simpler the material I think the better. The better it is. Yeah. No so distractions. Yeah. I, I, I particularly like materials that you can connect to or make into groups to help students make the step up from thinking in ones to thinking in groups of five and ten and later hundred. Just um, pencils that you put together with an elastic band or uh, little blocks that fit together. Um, that is uh, that's already helpful. Good. Okay. Now, the next link, I think, is a, is a heavy lifting, but I see lots of names of very, uh, very intelligent, uh, deep writers about Discoculia. <laughs> and the title is Formal Math Instructor Cross-Cultural. So are we doing cross-cultural math now? Yeah, this, this refers to an interesting study uh, done by a group of Belgium uh, scientists, Lien Peters, Berthe Smet and Karen van Binst working together with Daniel Ansari from Canada. And what they were uh, comparing was the strategies that students uh, use in, in Belgium, in, in the northern part, in Flanders, and in Canada. And there are de definitely differences in the approaches that educators use. And also, um, as a result of that, uh, what the students do. Okay. Now. In Flanders, uh, usually uh, they discourage counting and they encourage um, becoming fluent in arithmetic very early on, or uh, faster than in uh, Canada and also in the US. Okay. Now, 
The math curriculum Canada allows for a variety of strategies that children can use when they're solving arithmetic uh, problems. And they also have more um, variety in procedural strategy. So basically, uh, this article reminds me of another article where Professor De Smet uh, was involved about individual differences in children's arithmetic strategy in general. And um, usually, uh, standardized tests do not measure this. They go with the uh, correct, incorrect answer, and they do right. not look at what strategies right. um, How you got there. students mm -hmm. use. No partial credit. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, in that article, they found that the symbolic magnitude processing, so the, the written numerals, is uh, associated with high functioning in math. Uh, students who, who work easily with symbolic uh, magnitudes retrieve uh, math facts uh, easier from memory and also they're faster in, in doing it and they're faster in the procedural strategies. So um, the lesson that I take from, from these articles is that remediation should focus on connecting Arabic symbols, so the, the written numerals, mm -hmm. with uh, quantities. Right. Okay. Okay, great. Um, now, the, the next link, interestingly, says back to basics. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's linked to that, definitely. Uh -huh. and it builds on each other here. Right. It, this article also makes a great point, and it says that animals... Uh, who need to develop and learn more also play longer and more and for instance the human baby plays a lot longer than for uh, example um, herbivore right. now this story is written by uh, Helen Mollett uh, from the Children's Center um, on the Medium website and she summarizes it as follows let, let me just uh, cite here. The need for children to play has been observed across cultures and not just by educationalists. All mammals play. And the more they have to develop and learn, the longer they spend playing. So herbivores uh, play for a shorter time than carnivores, who in turn play for a shorter time then primates and the, as us, the most sophisticated primates, human beings play for longer than any other species on the planet. That's interesting. So, aren't we called Homo ludens, <laughs> right. which means yeah. the playing human? The playing human, yeah. Yes, it's this connection between play and learning that we forget, actually yeah. at our peril. So... Adults of other species do not stop their youngsters playing. They know um, that that's an important life skill that they're learning. And um, here the author continues by mentioning a lot of famous learning theorists like Froebel, Dewey, uh, Macmillan, Susan Isaacs, Montessori, Piaget, Vygotsky, who all agreed on the need for children. To learn actively, uh, explore their their world, uh, finding out for themselves, um, 
and also interacting with adults that actually adds up mm-hmm. to each other is one of the big things that Montessori, Vygotsky um, and ook Dewey um, taught us. So for me, here the key is that um, youngsters can be active and engaged and love their early years activities. That, that's all very playful. And at that moment, the learning is the most effective. So I'm probably a bit less worried about testing, as long as what is done with the result uh, keeps in mind how the young learner learns best. And that is not uh, copying the key stage one and two methods. (laughs) Right. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services. And we're looking at the links provided on our website, discoculiaheadlines.com. Now, our next, uh, I'm just wondering and then if the next link is a hoax. Uh, it talks about if chalk is the secret, it's a video, let's, let's uh, see if we can listen in for a bit. The legend around this chalk is that it's impossible to write a false theorem. I assume the special ingredient was angel tears. Mathematicians from all the top schools very frequently use it. It's a cult favorite. As soon as I used it, I was a convert. The chalk is one of the best. Okay, is this a hoax, Dr. Schroeder? <laughs> well, it's a very funny video uh, celebrating the highlights of a specific brand of chalk, Hagoromo chalk okay. from Japan. Okay. Yes, and they claim that. Um, it's a short supply, I understand. Yes, obviously, because now it's famous. Um, that um, uh, they say here you can't write a. A false theorem. Well, I <laughs> challenge that. <laughs> Give me one of those chalks. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, um, the, what they say was that the company was taken over and the new company continued the production of the chalk, but it just wasn't the same anymore. Oh, they oh. lost the magic touch. <laughs> yeah. So leading uh, uh, professors who were really into using this uh, the chalk, chalk. Oh. they... Um, we're stockpiling upon stockpiling. it. <laughs> <laughs> Secret cabinets filled and with they, chalk. They, yeah, they, they hand it out as presents now or they, they are oh, reselling yeah. it. Oh, now, yeah. anyway, I don't know. In my practice, we actually uh, mostly use dry erase boards. So I, I can't say too much on it, but it's, it's a very funny <laughs> it's video. It's a funny video. Well, it brings us to our last link for the week. Uh, and, and this is all about uh, reducing meth test anxiety. That's so important, isn't it? Yeah, that's definitely a more serious uh, topic here. It, it's from the Editopia website, and uh, they have uh, published this article, and it's a tip, um, a suggestion about how we can reduce uh, math test anxiety, because that's a, a real thing. It's, it's really crippling for a lot of students, and uh, we want them to be able to show during a test what they have really learned right. instead of just uh, drawing a blank. So the suggestion here is to hold a pre-test math talk between students. That uh, reduces anxiety and, and that, that was confirmed by, by what they, uh, they found in our study. And um, it shows them that the students that are all in the same boat and it creates some energy some some 
talking together, um, exchange of ideas, etc. Um, and it's changed the test taking mood. Okay. So the goal is to create a comfortable environment for students so that they can show what they really know. And uh, this strategy is called test talk. And it helped uh, the author students to relax during exams. And in this blog, the students are uh, pre-service elementary school teachers. Okay. So they also have some test exercises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, But other teachers have used this uh, already with um, K to 12 students and also in other uh, subjects than uh, math. Okay. Now, um, the the students could go over the test. So let me describe what happened actually. So uh, the first five minutes of the test time, uh, the student co- could go over the test briefly, and um, they were not allowed to write down any answer. It was just talking. Okay. So so get into the mood. And, and understand concepts. Now, obviously it's important what type of questions you have on your test. And these questions were really suitable for conversation and discussion, not just uh, road memory questions or formulas, but, but questions you can solve in, in multiple ways, which is in itself, I think, uh, fantastic. Now, uh, I have to say that there's also several people who oppose this and say, uh, they, they're afraid that some students uh, may just wait for those five-minute talks and, and not study. Uh, and that might happen in a few mm. cases, obviously. But on the whole, I think that although that is a little bit of a setback, the benefits will outweigh the negatives. Okay. Okay. I would agree with that. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Schroeder, for coming in. Hope to see you back next week again. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Disco Kudiat Services. And as you can hear, math is her passion. Awareness, communication, research, and remediation of Disco Kulia is her mission. There's only one of her, and therefore she has created an online course to become Disco Kulia Tutor. So all the information about that is at discokuliatutor.org. Disco Kulia Headlines Weekly is a production from discokuliaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.